Y'all better have this nice equipment or whatever. Hey, introduce them, man, because I'm tired of, you know. Hey, man, I, I did it like the last four episodes, man. Hey, yo, we back. We back. PNB Podcast. It's your boy, the truth in the building. To my right, I got. Get you. To my left, I have a beautiful young guest. Introduce yourself, man. Please. Hello. My name is Ivory Hayes. <laughs> I am a song writer slash entertainer. Don't ask me which type. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm a singer-songwriter from Washington, D.C. My name is Ivory Hayes. Thank you guys for having me today. First off, how you jump off so extra? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the perk of being an entertainer. You know what I'm saying? You got to give certain audiences what they need. Mm, all right. <laughs> what's good man i'm glad we back in the building for another episode of part of my bullshit podcast man i feel like we've been trying to get you scheduled for the absolute longest i'm glad it's finally oh, here God. <laughs> <laughs> yes, i would do it but i don't want to embarrass myself no, 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 no you keep the same energy I'm, I'm, good, I'm, good, I'm good i'm good i'm good but i'm glad i'm glad you're here man he, he, he's saving you. it for later Absolutely. Welcome to the podcast, man. Thank you so much. But as we like to do when we first start the podcast, man, let's give us a recap, man. What's going on with y'all? Man, I'll let, I'll let the ladies start first. What you been up to, Ivy? Well, you know, I'm really getting back to myself. Um, it's been probably about a year since I've actually performed. Um, I am a Washingtonian, a native of Washington, Washington D.C. <laughs> y'all are few and far um, in between. Actually, we are here. We're not few and we're not far in between. Like, it's go, just go. that people choose to ignore that we are still here in the building. So I'm going to let y'all know. <laughs> welcome to my city and you're welcome for joining my city, okay? Because we built you, you, you the still nation be beating capital. Your feet in the club? Say it again. You still be beating your feet in the club? Um, you know, so see, the thing was, I was never really a beat my feet kind of girl. I'm not really into go-go, not ghetto, go-go like that, you know, but I do love it. And, you know, and it does stand true to D.C., okay. Mr. B. Moore. Okay. <laughs> as Don't long be a as hater. you know. As long yes, as you I know. do know, because I know y'all like to copy and duplicate. <laughs> but, um, but no, um, you know, just singing. And doing my thing, I do have a show on May 30th at um, Old Town Inn, so I'm really excited about that's, that. That's up in Largo, right? Yeah, Largo, that's Maryland. up in Largo, Maryland. Yeah, you yeah. better know. And it's free entry, so there's just really no excuse for you not to be there. You know what I'm saying? What, what day is that? Is that during the week? It is. It's a Wednesday. Yeah, that's going that to be Wednesday. popping, bumping on uh, the, the weekdays, bro. I ain't going to lie to you. Yes. I don't know where y'all, what y'all Son, talking I, about. I, I went there once for... Uh, it wasn't brunch, but that girl, I went. I went there once for like dinner, for and real? they they got live performances mm-hmm. that joint be jumping. Word. Oh, it does. It's over in the cut. It's and they got very mature women if you're looking, and oh, yeah. some mature men. So you know, if you need a sugar mama or daddy, wow. they are definitely there to stay. Is that the fly that you sent us earlier? Yes, it oh, is. Oh, we will post that. We no, that joint live. Yeah. We'll I'm going to sure. post all Thank your Thank you. Pictures. I know I was looking kind of cute or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> she sent us like two or three pictures, man. Yeah. Like, okay, don't hide me. Yeah, okay. We're going to post all the, the whole IG spread. <laughs> <laughs> that was my whole, um, what is it? My my digital EPK. Yeah, That's I gave funny. y'all. <laughs> <laughs> what but, you been up to, sir? Hey, man. You know me, man. Just chilling for real, for real. Uh, last week, you know, I, I was talking about the whole, uh, like, we really kicked off mental health awareness month and i was telling everybody you know i got my first therapy session so i had that session just to recap update everybody and it was lit it was it was one of the uh the best experiences i've had this year um you know i'm not going to dive into too many details but definitely go do it um 
I really got a lot off my chest, but at the same time, the 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 tasks that I was tasked with mm-hmm. leaving that session was uh, where it was really valuable to me, mm-hmm. and um, really challenging as well. You know, yeah. when when you're challenged to do something that you normally wouldn't do, you don't feel comfortable doing. Um, it's good hearing it from another person, and mm-hmm. and my therapist she challenged me, and uh, I carried out that task and. What it has done is uh, help develop my relationships that I truly care about um, just off of one session. So, you know, I, I improved one relationship. So I'm taking it one step at a time, really trying to go through the process and uh, improve all the relationships I truly care about and, and start really honing in on doing the things that I love. I got a, I got a uh, company basketball game coming up next week. So I'm trying to get my knee together for that. Get this out there, that. try to get some buckets or whatever. So. You know, just, just out here in the streets, man, doing what I do. Yeah, and you owe me with child support, so yeah, you, you, you need to win that money. You know, you got me pregnant and knocked up, and so I better win that game. That's, that's dope, though, man. It's definitely cool to see the fact that you actually followed through what you talked yeah, about man. last week. So, you know, la- we talked about this already, but this month is mental. What's it? Mental Health mm-hmm. Awareness yeah. Month. Mm-hmm. So having my my podcast co-host actually follow through with a session that he said he was going to do is is really dope to look up to, man. Like, and like I was talking about last week, you know, somebody near and dear to me, she actually told me that she starts her uh, her therapy tomorrow night. So mm-hmm. I'm really really proud of her, and you know, making some progress. So. Yeah, and it's yeah. super important for I think the black community, especially to you know be open to um, getting the therapy that we need because we we've, we've been traumatized in many angles, you know, through history and. Um, definitely something I speak to my family about all the time. So I, I'm really happy to hear that so many, you know, young millennials are really taking that um, seriously, um, including myself because I suffer with anxiety. So um, that's kudos to you for doing yeah, that and man. to your friends. Shout out, shout out to him, man. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, definitely. appreciate it, man. But you know, all the love. Absolutely, man. I ain't been up to nothing, man. Listen, I graduated on Saturday, boy. I'm turned up, boy. <laughs> hey. I'm so excited, man. Y'all don't know. I was chilling. Like this, everybody, every, this whole like month, people been like, "Yo, when you graduate, when you graduate." I've been telling. I'm like, "Oh, it ain't nothing." I ain't gonna lie to you, man. I'm feeling. I'm feeling good right now. I feel you like should. it's a major accomplishment. I, I logged in the other day. I looked at my grades. A nigga got a 4.0 this semester. Hey. You know what I'm saying? I, y'all done documented me talking about my finance professor. She's been coming for my neck, but I still ended up with an A. That's what's you know up. What I mean? So I, I'm really proud of myself, man. You know? Good. I'm over here dying because I don't know how in the hell you got 4.0, my nigga. <laughs> this, this man stay working, bro. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't think you understand. Throughout the day, emailing me. Throughout the night, texting me. Hit me up like, yo, we got to do this. Always hit me with ideas. I wake up to messages like, yo, I figured this out. He was working on a video the other day. And somehow this man still finds time to study, which is crazy. That's but shout out to you, man. Congratulations yeah, on the graduation like, and everything. I appreciate that, man. It's hard. Like I, I sometimes I, I take a step back and I'm like, dog, you do a whole lot in a short amount of time, but I still feel like I'm not doing enough. I think that's yeah. one of my biggest yeah. things. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like sometimes I, I push things to the side and I wait, but I mean, it's just a testament, man. You can get things done if you if you put your mind to it. You That's know what I mean? Fact. There's no excuses. We That's all have fact. our phones no in our excuses. hands. That's we all fact. do things that are like revolved around social media. Ain't exactly. no excuse. You know what I mean? So exactly. I, I just try to find time to get things done. You know, I ain't going to sit here and pretend that, you know, I uh, look a little to my right. I look a little to my left sometimes <laughs> on test days. But, you know, it is what it is. You know? Exactly. So shout out to all the people that copy tests off of. <laughs> <laughs> 
but you but, got the degree though. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, 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 I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good. So what I'm, did you What did you study? Business. That's I got what's a master's up. in business. You know what I mean? So congratulations. I, yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. Before you got here, I was I was just talking talking to the truth. I was like, man, I feel like I can keep going. It's something else that I want to do. Mm-hmm. So now I feel like I'm gonna have so much free time. I gotta fill it up with something, and yeah. obviously the podcast is one of them, and PNB Presents is another yeah. one. But it, it's just gonna be weird to me having so much more free time. Right. So I already know I'm gonna try to fill it up with something. You know. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank that you. is I a milestone. It, man. Yes. Appreciate that. Nah. I'm loving seeing all this positivity from my black man. That's what I'm nah, talking about. No, I got about. beef with this nigga. Fuck the positivity. <laughs> nah, man. This this man, I don't know how, but the other day, some, uh, what was it, Afro-Latinas? Shout out to the Afro-Latina Instagram, man. Hey, man, look, I've been begging. I've been asking. I've been pleading. Somebody posted me as their Man Crush Monday. And this man... Out of nowhere, oh <laughs> get the God. nod. Like how in the f- <laughs> listen, I got that. I got that Moreno Crush Monday, man. <laughs> Shout out to the Afro Latina um, podcast uh, Instagram. I'm sorry, she is dope because what she does with her page, she she highlights Afro Latinos throughout the out the whole um, diaspora. But what I think is really dope, she's also highlighted our podcast a couple times. Yeah, she yeah. actually has this listed as like her t- one of her top ten podcasts top 10. That she listens to. That's so it's really up. dope and it's really random. And I talked to I talked to him about this all the time. And I think it's dope when random people hit me up and be like, "Yo, I love mm-hmm. what y'all doing." This girl I went to undergrad with. Mm-hmm. I haven't talked to her since maybe like my junior since year. Since undergrad. <laughs> yeah, so, honestly, since undergrad. She DM'd me this week. She was like, I love y'all podcast. Keep putting them out. And I like it's just very humbling when somebody mm-hmm. that you not even thinking about hits you up to let you know right. that they're checking you out, man. And like it it it, it warms my heart, you know what I mean, to know mm-hmm. that what we're doing, um, is making an impact. It's reaching you know somebody. I mean? it's reaching yeah. somebody. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes it's so easy to focus on numbers and like social media and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, listen, as long as we putting out the content, as long as we have the content. I just want to talk my shit, man. You, gonna it out, <laughs> you know what I mean? So. And they gotta have a purpose behind it. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? You gotta know what you're what you want to feed the the masses. And people can relate to that. You know, people are looking for real shit. Right. So it's like when you have these podcasts out here that people feel like they can relate to something. It's important to have it. You gotta keep going, like yeah. she said. So. I love it. I love it. I yeah. love it. But you know, we here for a reason. Yeah, I was about to say, let's let's get more into you, Ivory. I want I want to know you as the artist. You are. Yeah. I want to know more about how you got your start. Where you exactly? You know, when did you that that light come on that you were going to be a singer? You were going to be an artist. You were going to be a performer out here. Well, I mean, I um, I remember the day, 2004. Okay. I was in ninth grade, and I was ooh, I was at a private school, and I was sitting there in Which my one? classroom. I went to Washington Wardoff School. Many of you may not know what that is, but it's in Bethesda, Maryland. And, um, you know, I was the only black girl in the class, right? I was right? about to say, you got so, money. <laughs> private school, <yeah>. Bethesda. <laughs> <laughs> but my mom, my mom was amazing. Shout out to Monique Jackson. I love you, Shout mom. Shout out to Monique, man. I love Monique, man. You she know is, what I'm saying? He she, brought from my mother. My <laughs> mother with a B. Mother. You know what I'm saying? We got to tell that story um, later. <laughs> but no, she had me there. And I just realized, you know, I really, I love singing. So I always knew about the Duke Ellington School of the Art. There was a green chair that used to be up there. And I used to pass it on the D2 going back to um, into the city from Bethesda. And I was like, I'm going to go there. So my whole ninth grade year, I was like, I'm not doing nothing in this school because I don't want nobody to think I'm smart. Because I want to move on to another 
um, institution. So I had auditioned and I got in and it really changed my life. I went on to George Mason University to study study classical performance. But then I realized I don't want to really share the stories of other people. I want to share my own story. So um, after graduating in 2013, um, I've just been on a grind ever since, um, just writing um, and, and it being Mental Awareness Month. Um, you know, I've gone through my my share of, you know, doubts and um I have anxiety, really, really bad anxiety actually. And um, but a lot anxiety comes from doubt, you know, comes it's really mental. And um I've been able to grow from that, just being able to use writing as my therapy. And so um I will be coming out with a project in August. Um, and I'll be putting out some singles this summer, um, starting in June. My first one being Traffic Light. And it's really about a relationship I was in that wasn't really healthy for me. And just finding myself through it all. You know, um, you know, artists, many artists, I think even mainstream, don't really talk about the struggles of making it, you know, to being a bigger artist. Um, it's a lot of sacrifice. And I, I think we see that a lot with Cardi B, like with her being from, you know what I'm saying, where she's from and growing in such a small amount of time. Yeah. Um, a lot, for me, I can relate to that. You know, it may not be on the same platform, but definitely I've been able to um, to examine my growth growth and observe how how far I've I've grown in the past four years of just grinding out and really just trying to be in my own. So um, I'm really proud of where I am. I know that, you know, God is taking me to another place of where he wants me to be and where I'm going to go. And um, I'm really finding out even through the struggle, I had a hard time in 2017 of just trying to figure out, you know, who I am as an artist. And um I was able to say, you know what, I have a voice. And it's not just with music, but I love my community, you know. And so I'm still working on how to present myself to my community and really use my voice to, you know, um, push for change. Because there's a lot going on. Um, and so I'm just, I'm really excited. And like I said, I have I have a lot of good music coming out this summer. And I'm just excited to share it with everyone. So. Mm-hmm. You said a lot there, and I want to like. Be, I want to like slowly unpack that. I know, right? I slowly. <laughs> yeah. okay, I'm so a little lit. The first. <laughs> she, she fresh from happy hour, <laughs> and I gave her some more when she came over here. You know yes. What I'm so, so, so the first thing, I, one thing that stood out to me is you said that you suffer from anxiety, right? So mm-hmm. I, I feel like a lot of artists have anxiety, and I just always, I never understood it, right? Because I always thought. You know, successful. You're doing what you love to do. Like, what is what causes that? And as I get older, I kind of understand it because being, you know, jumping out on my own and putting myself out in the public, I feel like one thing that we're always chasing is like success. And there's really no way to measure that, Mm -hmm. right? Like when we look at big artists like selling selling a million records, that's like successful to us. Mm -hmm. When in reality, like for me, like 300 list people listen to my podcast, 400 people listen to Mm -hmm. a podcast, really should be like that quote unquote that measure. So Mm -hmm. like, what do you think brings on that that anxiety on Um, your on your side? I think social media. Mm -hmm. Um, you know. You may not think that those things are being set in your conscious, but they are. You know, I was looking at Instagram all the time, Facebook, seeing so many people have these like really, really good like success stories of like, oh my God, I got a promotion in my company or, you know, I put out an album and I have all these followers now following me. You know, we don't really 
know how much those things are being embedded in our own mind and our own journey. But, you know, with me, like I said, 2017 was one of my hardest moments. So I had to, I was seeing all this, you know what I'm saying? And I was comparing myself to it. And it's not really a thing that you should do because at the end of the day, your journey is your journey. And that's, that whole year was, I was able to um, redirect myself and realize that like my journey is my own, you know, and to remind myself what my purpose is, you know, everybody does things for different, has different motives behind what they're doing. And my motive has always been passion, Mm -hmm. you know, and I forgot that for a while. So I had to take a little break from it. But that's what really what caused it was the social media, just seeing that every day, every single day. That, but that constant comparison. Exactly. Yeah. But who's really showing their downfalls? You know what? It's funny because Brio said that on the episode before. Yeah. She said, nobody highlights the bad. Mm-mm. We only show the good. So when we jump on social media, that's all we're seeing. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to get lost. Like, yep. why, why can't that be me? Yep. And I say it all the time on here. I don't look to my left. I look to my right. I look at what's in front of me. I only mm-hmm. compare myself yeah. to myself. Exactly. But, but you- at the same time, it's easy to look at the next man and be like, damn, dog. Like, I know I'm, I know I'm funny to him. I know I'm dope to him. You know what I mean? Like, yep. it, it's just so easy to fall into that trap. And yeah. I know as an artist... It's 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 probably magnified times a million because you know you you're sensitive about the work that you put mm-hmm. out right and you know that you're a dope ass writer you know mm-hmm. you're a dope ass singer and it's so easy to look at the next man and be like ah, her shit ain't better than mine exactly that's a fact but like I got I got two things so with the social media thing right the funny thing is is even when someone like promotes or advertises the bad things that are happening in their, in their life people drag them. Yeah. People make fun of them. They don't really, they kind of like just brush them to the side like, oh, why are you putting this on on uh, on social media or why are you saying that and this, that, and the third? And they get made be, fun of. You can't even be human. Right. So people just like, honestly, just don't do it. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, when, especially when you, I remember back in the day, like when Facebook first started and people would have like, you know, those real deep Facebook statuses or whatever. And then that became like, a bad thing because everybody looked at you as like soft or weak mm-hmm. or or just emotional. It was like, nah, man, I'm just I'm being I'm being transparent. You right. know, like that's that's how a lot of people was were able to, I guess, voice their, you know, their opinions, their personality and really I guess reflect themselves to the world. Mm-hmm. And uh damn, I, what was the second thing I was gonna say? You said something about um what were you just talking about, man? About comparing myself to others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, the, the anxiety and the doubt, my bad. Mm-hmm. So the funny thing is when I think about anxiety, for me, I always think about where I think I should be and where I think I am. And that creates the anxiety because I'm like, all right, I got to keep working. I, I'm, I may be doing well, but I don't see that. I don't celebrate that because I know or I believe that I can go higher. I can do more. I can go further. And it's honestly a comparison against myself where it's like I'm reaching for something and I have to get there, but I forget how far I've gotten. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, you, you're you you're spending time worried about the last 10 steps you got to take and, and you don't celebrate the fact that you took 5,000 steps to get here. You know what I mean? And I was going to ask you as an, as an actual artist, like how is how important 
is it to you to have like that backing? Because I think that backing keeps you grounded, right? It's yeah. so, like when you said you're looking at where you're currently at and yeah. you never really like you can't really put yourself in perspective. Like you kind of have to have other people behind yeah. you say, look, you done you done accomplished a whole lot in this short amount of time. So for you, like how important is is having that that backing? Um backing, I'm I'm taking that support, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um it's so important to me. Um I think being an artist too has allowed me to evaluate the bonds that I have in my life. Um, you realize that like as much as you may struggle through this journey, there's so much that you learn from it and you mature from it. You know what I'm saying? So like I've been able to see the people that really, really, really are here for me. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like sometimes people move through life in, in their 40s and 50s. They don't even realize yeah. it, who's really for them. You know what I'm saying? But with this lifestyle as a creative, it allows you to kind of like grasp that early on. You know, I would not be nowhere without my mother. Talk to me. Monique Jackson. Talk to me. That lady literally has like, I mean, even to this this day, like has shifted me in a way where it's just like, Brianna, you're so hard on yourself. You don't give yourself credit. And kind of like what you were saying, like, I do not appreciate the moment. I yeah. never have. So that's what I've been able to grasp on. But having that support of my friends and people that really, really support me has been monumental in my life. Like, I don't think I will be able to continue to move on if I did not know that I had my best friend and had my girls and my male friends and like just people that really believe in me to kind of push me forward because you need you cannot do the shit by yourself. That's, yeah, that's a fact. It's that's hard. anything. It's hard. Yep. It ain't got nothing to do with being creative. That's anything. If you ain't have a girlfriend, a boyfriend, a husband, children, something to push you to the next step something in your life. Something to motivate you, get you there, to yeah, inspire you, to get yeah. you there. You're not going to do it because we are weak. We're flesh. You feel me? Like, if you don't have nobody pushing you to the next step and you're by yourself, your mind can get so, like, wrapped around the moment instead of what the outcome is supposed to be and what it's going to look like. So, I mean, like I said, that that support, it, it, it means the world to me. It's the glimpse of... Me performing and seeing a face that I don't I don't know smiling back at me, that's what keeps me going. If I don't see that, a stranger mm-hmm. crying or being touched by something, then I'm not doing my job. You know what I'm saying? So having that support, even if I, I know you, if I don't know you, is extremely important. Hey, yo, shout out to moms around the world, bro. All, yes. all the strong, beautiful women. I know Mother's Day just passed, but happy belated Mother's Day, man. I yes. know, you know, I like to shout out my moms. And, and just the same thing as yours, man. I was uh, I was texting my mom on Mother's Day, and I was like, Mom, you know, I was I was sitting in my bed, and I was just working, for real, for real. I was, I was drawing uh, designs, working on some other things, and working on some papers and stuff. And I texted my mom. I was like, look, you know, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm working hard. I didn't take you out, but, like, I'm I'm just trying to make it, and 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 my mom she understands me. I see her about two or three times a week, so it's, it's nothing mm-hmm. foreign there. And she texts me back like, "It's okay, I love you. You will make it. You'll get there." Mm-hmm. And that was it. And I I was just something like that, you know, something simple. It's like my mom always has my back. Yeah. You know, you got that one person that you can always lean on, and it's crazy how that works, right? Because mm-hmm. like. For me, when I when I was you know growing up and playing sports and different things, it didn't matter who was there. 
right? I, I can have people in the stands making fun of me. Oh, that short nigga, this, that, and the third. But if my mom was there, as long as I saw her, so it was good. Yep. She just gave me the nod. It was like, yo, go get him. For real, for real. Yeah, speaking of your mom, Miss um, Monique, man, I was so just to dial it back, we're talking about like how we met, which we ain't touched on yet. But yeah. your mom is always championing you. Like the day I met her, she was like, Yeah, I got a daughter that's saying she's a performer, blah, blah, blah. She's gonna do this. I'm like, Who the hell is her daughter that she's talking about every day? I'm like, It's it, it just cool to like have a, somebody that's just so proud of the child yeah. that they birth. And, um, you know, I had a recently. I went to my mom's job. I went to my mom's job. She been saying, "Junior, come up to the job." Blah blah blah. She made me some. Um, it was a couple weeks ago. She had some leftover, like some curry goat and some rice and peas. So I said, "All right, I'm gonna come up there." Yeah, <laughs> yeah you better go there and get that curry. Like, right, <laughs> as soon as I walk into the building, the ladies that sit at the front desk, "Oh, you're my, oh, I know you. You're such and such daughter, mm-hmm. our son." And I'm like, yeah, I'm here for her, blah, blah, blah. And I'm talking, she take me around the whole damn school. Everybody's like, oh, I've heard about you. Your mother yeah. brags about you all the time. She talking about this. She said, you're about to graduate, right? You went to VC, right? <laughs> and I'm like, it's like overwhelming to know that like your mother has been just talking so good about you, yeah. right? And I'm saying thing with your mom. Your mom mm-hmm. is always talking about you. And before I met you, I was like, well, this girl's dope. I already could tell because your mom is super, super cool. Mm-hmm. And just to, uh, to tell the backstory, her mother used to work in the same area that I worked in. We don't work together no more. I work on the other side of the building. But um, so me and her, we cool. We used to talk about like all the TV shows. Me and her, we yeah. used to talk about um, she's got to have it and like all the black movies. And like, mm-hmm. I know your mom is an artist. She used to show me like all the pictures that she draws. Mm-hmm. And, um, she was about to get promoted, yeah. and she told me that you were going to come. She was like, yeah, my daughter is going to come. You should introduce yourself because she sings. It would be cool because I told her I got a podcast or whatever. Yeah. So y'all came up. I said, like, oh, they're going with Monique's daughter. So I went to go. That's why I started rapping to you. I was right, like, yo, right. I got a podcast. You yeah. should come do it. That was so long ago, I felt like. I know. <laughs> but we finally got you in the building. But like I said, I mean, she is extremely proud of you. She talks about you. All the time. When you're about to go to Panama, she she was like, Renee, aren't your parents from Panama? I said, Yeah, they are. She was like, She about to go to Panama. You gotta tell me where they, where she should go, <laughs> where spots and look out for. So yeah, yeah, nah. She talks about you all the time and she's Aww. very proud of you. Absolutely. I'm so happy to hear that. It, and and it just it just solidifies just how much she roots for me because we just had a wonderful conversation on Mother's Day and she was just like, you know, you've accomplished so many things that that I didn't at your age, you know, and of of course, she was pregnant with me at my age, right. you know. So, you know, it's just, or probably I was probably one by now. But you know, it's just, it's just beautiful. It's it's it feels good to know that she's proud of me. You know, um, these our families they do so much for us, and I'm happy that she brags about me because that makes me feel so much more confident in what I'm doing. Because there's there's days that I don't feel that way. Big you know? facts. There's days I don't feel that way. So I'm glad that, you know, she's enlightening people to know who I am because that really is what keeps me going. She's like, I tell Renee, I tell people about you all the time. You know, just keep going because I don't want you to put me down. You know, and I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that, you know. So thank you for sharing that. That really means a lot. It's it's funny, like a couple of weeks ago, she hit me up. She was like, she was like, did, yeah, did y'all do y'all, y'all episode? I was like, nah, nah, yeah, we just haven't been able to connect. She was like, mm. I told her that you was all talk, blah, blah, blah. I, said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> as soon as she said that, man, I jumped up on Gmail. I was like, yo, yo please. Let me just go. 
<laughs> let's get this done. So, you know, I'm, I'm definitely glad that she was able to connect this, man. And like I said, she's very proud of you, so. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. So, let's let's go back to when you said you auditioned for Duke Ellington. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. Like, what was that like? Yeah, what's the creative process for an artist, man? Because I've been trying to write some some rap songs for a while, man. I got for some. Real? I got some bars, bro. <laughs> okay. I, I, I ain't going to let them out right well, now. Well, we'll do that at the end of the show. Yeah, we'll let yeah. you freestyle. Mm, I was like, no. Nah. We might, we might um, have to go off the record for that, Johnny. Right. They, the world ain't ready for this. That was back in 2014. And I I mean, 2004. Yeah. So I can't even believe it's gone past that fast. Um, But... The pro- you mean the process of yeah, like, like getting did you answers? have to do something like original? Like how did it, how was it audition? Um, no, so it was like you just had to sing a song a cappella. Um, I just remember going in there. Honestly, that school really, I mean, it shifted my perspective on life. Um, they showed me everything I know about professionalism, um, you know, being ready, being prepared, um, you know, variety of music class. I mean, that was the first introduction I got to classical music, you know, and knowing that black people can can do that, you know. We are so dynamic. And I think that's what that school taught me the most is is how to embrace your blackness, but also be amazing in the world that sometimes may push you away. You know what I'm saying? But there's nobody that sounds like us. Mm-hmm. You know, I sing I've sang classical music throughout college and high school. And um don't nobody sound like us. And that's what keep that that's what keeps us, you know, my teachers used to say all the time, that's where you're gonna make all your money. Mind you, that's not really the route that I wanna go. <laughs> right. But she was right. You know, I was able to excel in that in that in that direction in college and people really know knew me for that, you know. But at Duke, they just taught me everything that, that there was to know about professionalism, about um showmanship about being ready, being prepared. Um, I had some of the best free teaching that I could get in the city. It really was an experience that I honestly don't know where I would have been if I had not had had them by my side to mentor me. Um, That's dope. Yeah, like, and it's honestly, I feel like me and my mom were able to actually get closer through that time because we we didn't always have the best relationship and the best rapport, you know, growing up. Um, she was a single parent. And so that brings on a whole lot of trauma and frustration, you know, um, some things I didn't really understand, some things she didn't really understand, mm-hmm. some things I regret, some things she regrets. And we were able to um, form a better bond, I think. After I was able to take that independence for myself, where she was just like, well, where's my daughter at? Because she had these rehearsals and shit. <laughs> um, where you at? You need to be home. Right. But, you know, she really saw the dynamic education that I was able to experience through that school. Um, Duke Ellington is the mecca of D.C. education and the arts. Um, you know, I know a lot of people that are in HBCUs feel like Howard is the mecca for them. Um, I feel like uh, for DC for high school in the arts you know specifically you know Duke Ellington was definitely that for me I can still go up there to that school and they support everything that I do I have mentors that still check up on me in my life to see if I'm still pursuing my dreams because they believe in me you know and that just I mean again just reminds me of just how dynamic you know Washington DC is as a overall mm-hmm. and to understand the history behind our institutions here in DC um they're not named after whoever they named after for no reason for no reason yeah you know yeah, what I'm saying yeah, yeah, Duke yeah. Ellington um he he he's left a landmark for us to buy by and to follow and his excellence you know what I'm saying so there's a lot of there's a lot of 
really prominent black figures that mm-hmm. have n- schools named after them here man yeah. i think i think it's extremely dope that every day you walk into a a banneker or yeah. you walk into a ellington or you mm-hmm. walk into a woods and like now you're researching these names you're like who are these people exactly you know yeah. So, yeah no no i was, I was saying that's dope. <laughs> i was going to shout out my city because we got thurgood marshall and you know reginald lewis all, all those it's uh, important man places out there man. yeah it plays into the psychology yeah. right like yeah. if you're a, if you're a young black man or woman and you're looking at these schools like man the people that these schools are named after look just like me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they've achieved. I can do the same exact thing. Yep. You know what I mean? For and me, I, yeah, go ahead. No. I was going to say, I think it's important for us to have the show to remind people, look into it. Because yeah. a lot was just talking to my mom about this on Mother's Day on Sunday. You know, we, we are in these institutions named after these very prominent black or white leaders. You know what I'm saying? And... Don't nobody know that. That's true. You ain't looking into it. I go to Wilson. I go to Ellington. But what do you know about these people? Right. You know what I'm saying? They really left a mark for us to be able to dream. You know what I'm saying? To be able to push to our excellence, you know, because of the work that they've done in our communities to allow us to have that dream to pursue. Yeah. Like, for real, for real, man, just open up your history book. How how old you said, do? I'm a history buff. Man, I open up the history book and I look in it, and you know you see these prominent figures, and you see your Martin Luther Kings and your Barack Obamas now, and and different people like that. And my mindset was, all right, I want to make a history book. I want mm-hmm. to make it into the history book. What separates me from them? Like what? For me, I always believed there would be a moment where everything would just fall together, and it would like trigger like some type of spirit or not superpower, but, but something where I just cross that plateau and I'm like able to see beyond and, and, and really grow into that level. Mm-hmm. And I still believe it. So it's like, you know, when, when I see Barack Obama out here, just, mm-hmm. just being, you know, the, the majestic role model that he is, it's like, all right, I'm not there yet, but I'm going to get there. You know what I mean? And, and and different things like that. I mean, Thurgood Marshall, I just watched a Marshall movie a couple months back with Chadwick Boseman and just seeing more about his story mm-hmm. and, and understanding like all the trials and tribulations he had to go through. Yeah. I mean, that shit is great. You know, and here I am. You know, I have an opportunity to do the same thing. I mean, you know, you only live once, right? So it's kind of like measure yourself up against people who have done great things and yeah. and that's a that's when comparison is good yeah. because those people inspire you to do a lot more than even may you even you may believe you mm-hmm. can do so so just piggybacking off inspirations like who are, who are some of yours inspirations well definitely my mom and my grandmother Myra Jackson and Monique Jackson um as far as singers go i mean i love I love the free spirit. So, you know, Prince mm-hmm. has been one of my, like, lately I've just loved on him. And um, Etta James, um, Sarah Vaughn, Ella Fitzgerald, uh, Anita Baker, Whitney Houston. A lot of these names I'm saying, a lot of them weren't really able to fulfill who they really were. I mean, they left us a huge legacy. But they weren't really... and what I believe were able to really truly be who they are. I just looked at the documentary on Whitney Houston and just knowing that like, you know, she just was like, can I just be, Mm. you know what I'm saying? Like lately I've been looking at a lot of interviews of a lot of um, prominent entertainers of our time, like Etta James and um, Eartha Kitt. 
and uh, Jennifer, um, what's the mama of of Hollywood? What's her name? Jennifer Lewis. Lewis, yep. yes, who is actually bipolar. Um, really? Yeah, but she's, I mean, she takes her medication and everything. Mm-hmm. She's talked about that as well. Um, but just being excellent, Felicia Rashad, um, you know, That's Debbie bad. Allen. Yes, she is bad. That's whole she's bad. Man, she bad. About she's but I ain't even going to be disrespectful because she's still bad. She's still That's what I'm saying, yeah. bro. Get your own, man. I call her first. Like, I call her oh, dibs, okay. man. Okay. She does. Yes. I ain't even into women. But, you know, I appreciate a good looking woman. I can slide. But, um, like, just speaking of Felicia, I just feel like back then, like as a black like art, you had to do so much. You had to be able to dance and sing mm-hmm. and yeah. act like she was one of those examples that yeah. could do everything, you know? But yeah. I mean her, her sister, Debbie Allen, and mm-hmm. even like people like Queen Latifah. But what you realize what they speak about a lot is like they never were they were fearless. Their parents told them that they could be whatever they wanted to be. I feel like when we're young, a lot of things that we get of from doubt comes from what we experience, come from what we're told, come from what we see. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, because our parents may not have been able to do it, we feel like we can't do it. But a lot of them, especially I would say for the, the like, Debbie Allen, um Yes. And like Queen Latifah, like they always have, they all have spoke about how their parent, their mothers have really said, you can do whatever you want. Do you think that there was something that happened between the time periods where like black people focused on what was quote unquote like practical? Because mm-hmm. I feel like that's that's one of the things. Like I know for foreign parents, I know foreign parents in particular. They always talk about practicality. Yeah, yeah. Go yeah. to school for something that you know you could get a job in. Like yeah. I know great. for a fact, if I was to go to school and I was to major in something that was like creative, my parents music would be like, or something. Yeah, they'd be like, no, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> yeah. If you want to do nah. music, stay home. Yeah. And ain't no staying at home, so you need to go take your ass to go do. You right. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think it used to be so dope when I like I used to meet. Like, you know, I went to VCU, so VCU mm-hmm. is like a huge, like the mm-hmm. the best fucking art school in, in yeah. America. So I knew a lot of creatives. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of the people I met, they'll be telling me like their parents like really wanted them to embrace their creativity. Mm-hmm. And I used to admire that shit because yeah. I used to be like, yo, I can never do that. And, you know, growing up, a lot of my friends were African. Like my mm-hmm. best friend, he's from his parents from Sierra Leone. Ain't no, there's no creative. You're gonna be either a a, a pharmacist, a doctor, law, a, doctor a, lawyer. a lawyer, or a, you know what I mean, or a nurse. Mm-hmm. Those yeah. are the four yeah. options you had. And and growing up, I wouldn't say that my career path was as restricted, but it damn sure was. I came to America for you to become something, mm-hmm. and it ain't gonna be a singer, it ain't gonna yeah. be a rapper. You know what yeah. I mean? So I feel like now that I've experienced that, when I have kids, I'm like, look. If you want to be something, man, shoot for it. Yeah. Who am I to try to like stifle yeah. your dream? You know. I think I think more for me personally, it was I put that resp- that responsibility and more that accountability on me. I thought my parents wouldn't accept me if I embraced my creative side, and in reality, they just wanted me to do what I love to do. Mm. They they wanted me to be happy. So whatever made me happy, that's what they really pushed. But I thought by going to school and and really getting into um, doing like the accounting and and doing like the business route and really securing a job and and just creating a solid financial foundation was the way to go. Because at the end of the day, right, you know, they they always say money rules the world and different things like that. I didn't want to let my parents down, you know. So how do you measure yourself? against other people. Well, when you go to school, you you have a GPA, you get good grades and stuff like that. So I really didn't even think there was a possibility, even with all these examples out here, that 
you know, I could go a different route and I didn't have to be an accountant or I didn't have to be a doctor or I didn't have to be an engineer or a scientist and things like that. So I kind of put all of that pressure on myself to just do well in school and 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 really find a job when in reality, man, afterwards, had a conversation with my parents. And it's crazy that, you know, after everything, after you go through everything and after everything is happening, my for my for me to be able to sit down with my parents and have that conversation and them to just say, nah. We wanted, yes, we wanted you to be successful. Yes, we pushed you to do well in school. Mm -hmm. But the main thing is, is always do what makes you happy. Because that's like that, to me, that's what helps out with like the mental health Mm -hmm. and and also the physical health as well. Mm -hmm. All that plays into each other. And, and, And in actuality, you know, we always talk about energy, right? When you are happy, you see the world in such a different light. You attract the people in your life who can really push you to the next level. You attract the thing. Good things just start happening to you, yeah. man. Like it's, it's, it's wild how, you know, you know, I met up with Renee and I mean, Geechee and we, we just talking. Nigga, they know my name. <laughs> <laughs> man, I, mean, that's I, his name. I gotta keep, I gotta keep it official. Though. I met up with Geechee and, you know, we just started talking through things and, and me and, and where I was, you know, on the last episode, you know, he, he, he's already picked up on, um, you know, Sometimes, you know, I'll be in my moods where I'm just stressed out from work or stressed out from different things. But like as I work through things and and as we develop a relationship and as we talk through things, him just allowing me the ability to be myself and tell me like, yo, like, yo, it just just do it. Like mm-hmm. focus on it. Do it. Get it out of the way. It don't matter. Yeah. And then that ha- has helped me just get things done. Yeah. Like I, I didn't even like talking on the phone to people. Now I'm out here <laughs> <laughs> blowing up every, every week. Every week talking about <laughs> You know what I mean? So it's like just just getting over that hump and, and understanding that like when you when you talk about being fearless, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's not that you don't feel feel fear. It's the fact that even when you feel fear, you're still able to go through it and get to the other side and yeah. do what you need to do even exactly. while feeling fear. You got to embrace it. Yeah. What you, so far, what do you think is like your biggest, like your biggest moment? My biggest moment? So let me not even say biggest moment, but a moment where you were completely outside of yourself. It's just like, fuck, what am I doing here? Like a like a positive moment? Yeah, positive positive. Yeah. On some real stuff, I think my biggest moment, and I've and I feel like I've accomplished a lot of wonderful things in my um musical career, artistic career, and in college and all of that. But I think my biggest hurdle that I got got over and felt like I was the most fearless was going through what I went through last year. And that was all mental. Mm-hmm. Like I lost my job in May. And I thought that was going to be the time where I was going to be, like, writing all this music and studio and feeling, like, super encouraged and, like, ready to go. Use the negativity for positivity type. Exactly. But I fell to my lowest point. Hmm. And I was able to see myself really move out of that, like, mentally, like, prayers and, like, asking for help, which I'm, like, a super... um, not egotistic person. I'm not going to say that, but like I have a lot of pride. So like it was never easy for me to ask for help. Like my mom knows this about me too. And like she was just like, you can't do this. Like you're going to like kill yourself. Like you got to like get your, you got to get help. Like if you need help. Um, That was probably the most proudest point in my life mm-hmm. is being able to get through that. And it was not on my own, but it was able to see my potential and knowing like the power I have in myself. 
Um, and that led me to go to Panama, which I know you're, what, pa- are you Panamanian? Absolutely. Yep, exactly. Um, and I was able to take a job as a stage manager to go to Panama. And um, I went down there and I didn't have as much um, experience as you so know, we, we gotta slow I it had. down. We gotta slow it down. We're yes. not about to breeze through this part yeah. of the. We're not about to breeze <laughs> through this part of the. <laughs> All right. So like, I knew you was in Panama. Your mother, you, like I said, told the story earlier. Mm-hmm. Your mother asked me about it. You said you were going to do some stage work in Panama. Yeah. So let's talk about it. First of all, how the hell did you end up there? So I was struggling last year. And I had saw a post on Facebook by a really good friend of mine. Um, her name is Denise. And she's been a dancer, like, you know, all over. And she's also done some stage manager work. And she couldn't take the job that was at a theater in Alexandria, um, Virginia. And I was like, you know, I've never done this work before. But, like, I really need the money, you know. Like, I really need money right now. And I really want to challenge myself. She was like, girl, if you don't send that email and tell them that you can just do it. <laughs> right. So I was like, okay. So I sent the email and said, hey, I can do the work. Uh, what, did you, what do you need? Of course, I'm scared as hell because I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. And she actually hired me. So I was doing assistant management work for a um, theater, a show uh, for a month. That was from November to December. And um, I was able to pick up on some skills, use what I knew because I'm into I've done management work before. And, um, you know, and it's crazy because in that moment I was like, why am I doubting myself when clearly like I've done this work before? You know, what I'm saying if anything, anything I learn is just going to expand my skill set. So I was able to expand my skill set. And from there, I, I had met a mentor of mine. His name is David. And um, he was having some, like, you know, things that he needed to work on uh, personally. And he was going to take a job in Panama, but he couldn't do it because of some things that he had going on. So he was like, look, I know you don't have as much experience, but there's an opportunity for you to go to Panama and stage manage a premiere musical there. Um, they never had a huge musical there that's funded by U.S. US investors and Canadian investors. So would you like to go? And I was like, well, it's Panama. I mean, I mean, I want to travel. Duh. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, who wouldn't, right. you know? So I was like, yeah, I'll go. And I didn't even think it was going to move that fast. Like, the director hit me up and was like, hey, can you come down here and do this job? We did a FaceTime together. And I was like, sure. And a week later after that, they had me on the plane. I was on my way down there to stage manage a whole musical for like two. I was there for two months. That's crazy. Just thinking that you just stepped out of there on faith. I really did. So you were at your <laughs> lowest point and then you were just like, no, I ain't got shit to lose, man. Let's yep. just see what's going on. That's dope. That's dope. Yep. So, right, so you get there and what hits you? What's the first thing that hits you as soon as you jump off the plane? When I got there, anxiety hit me. Mm. I was in doubt. Pretty much like probably the first two weeks I was there. Did they know that? No. I think the the director, which is my girl, Mona Lisa, she probably will hear this. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think she knew, but I faked it until I made it. Um, <laughs> and, she'll, and she'll know that now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, she, she really saw a light in me and she really pushed me. And what I didn't know was this was her first musical as a, a full director. Oh, wow. Never knew that somebody else told me. So both me that. of y'all are fresh. So we to this. knew, but she didn't tell me that. You uh, know, it's something okay. that I learned while I was there. 
Um, and I was like, wow, like, you know, we're both taking our risk and we both did it and we excelled and we did a wonderful that's, job. That's, and that's beautiful, man. Right. Yeah. But then it made me realize I was like, this is, this has nothing to do with the job. This has everything to do with God's work Absolutely. for all of us. You got to step out there on faith. You have to take the risk. Like you said, like it may not be something that you may believe in, but you finish your master's degree. Correct. Correct. How did you do it? What time did you have? You doing a podcast. You got a girl. You got, like, it's different things you got going on in your life. You know, you're a young professional. Right. You're working with my mom. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, but you got it done. You, you know it, what I'm saying? Yeah. So for me, it was the time for me to realize, like, there's no excuses for anything that you want in life. You you know what I'm saying? You got to like, grab it. You got to go grab it. And you got to believe in yourself. Because if y'all don't even believe in me right now, speaking on this mic, like, I got to believe in myself to know that that next step is going to come for me. You know what I'm saying? But you got to work towards it. You have to believe in it. Because there's going to be plenty of haters, going to be plenty of people that's not going to believe in right. you. And you got to believe in yourself. While, while over there, were there any, like, what were some, like, your ups and downs? Like, where is there any point where you're just like, oh, I just want to take my ass home? Like, what? Talk mm. about some of those, like, some of the challenges. Yeah. <laughs> I was yes. about to say every day. <laughs> <laughs> every day. Um, you know, I'm not going to speak on, like, you know, any of the professionalism that I encountered. There was some challenges. I think that's with every process that you go through. Um, but what I think I li- what I learned from being down there was living. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like, through it all, you still got to live your life. Um, I went down there um, to do this job, but I also was able to meet some incredible people. Uh, and immerse myself in a culture that I never knew about. And I didn't even give myself enough credit. A lot of the people that were on the staff only spoke Spanish. I don't know a lot of Spanish. You know <laughs> I, what I'm saying? I think the exact words you said, it was ask me how much Spanish I know. <laughs> Zero. Nada. 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 But I was able to... Um, I was able to use a lot of my senses, you know what I'm saying? Like listening, watch, looking, mm-hmm. using my eyes, seeing what is wrong, what's not. And what happened was a lot of um, the Panamanians, they were just able to embrace the fact that I was trying. Nice. So they were able to like correct me in English or in Spanish. Mm-hmm. And I was able to like pick up on a whole different language. So it was like, it was just a whole experience. Yo, yo, like, real you know faking it till you make it. Like, I'm faking this, I'm making it. I'm having challenges. I got people on the staff that didn't like me in the beginning and end okay. up loving me by the end. Right. Like, I'm like completely putting put schedules together, um, stage manager stage, the director left. I had to make sure that the integrity of the show was kept. Like, I mean, it was just so much having people come in and out, people in the front of the house not really understanding how to sit people in the audience and, yeah. like, when to start the show. And people asked me questions I didn't know. I mean, it really challenged me. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, I'm so bomb as shit. Like, I'm bomb as shit. Like, how the hell did I just get through right, this? And right, I don't even right. know as much Spanish as, as I should. But I I was able to learn more Spanish. I met some, like I said, their family. I'm going back down down there sometime this summer, hopefully. Oh, you yeah? know what I'm saying? Okay. Yes, I am. I'm in August and like 
It's oh, a whole oh, yeah. new market. She, she hooked now. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. She in there. You know. She about to make that her, her annual <laughs> yeah, trip. Right. See, poppies. <laughs> See, poppies. What's dope is that the fact that, like you said, you didn't you didn't know the language, you didn't know the culture, but you were able to use the universal stuff. Exactly. So, like, body language mm-hmm. to get things accomplished and being assertive and going down there and meaning and being about your business. Yeah. You were able to have those people buy into who you are and ultimately walk away with their And respect. it took me seriously. Like, I didn't even take my myself is serious i was like that's how it is they really look up to me they're asking me questions that they don't know Mm -hmm. like i was able to find like my like importance and and what i do you know what i'm saying just taking control like all you got to do is take a little glimpse of control and people some people that even doubt themselves they're able to lean on you to be like what's the answer you know what i'm saying and for me it was scary at first like i'm gonna be in charge of all this but at the same time it's just like i learned so much and Half the time they didn't know. Shit, ain't nobody else gonna do it. Ain't nobody else gonna do it. So I had to do it myself. Absolutely. Yeah. Man, I, I yeah. respect it. That's dope, man. I, yeah. I think it's cool. Like when your mother told me that she was going, I was like, hold on, where's she going? Where? You know what <laughs> I mean? I think because Panama is just such a wonderful, it's just a hidden gem. It's just a, such a beautiful country that not a lot of tourists go to just yet. You know what I mean? There's no. a canal there, so obviously there's a lot of transport and export, but mm-hmm. I still feel like it's one of those places that people just really don't know about. So I think it was dope that yep. that you were able to go in and not only just have a good time, but actually get your job done. It was. You know what I mean? It was. And it was cool because there you have so many different climates. Mm-hmm. You can go to the rainforest, you can go to the beach, yep. you can go to the city, yeah. you can go to the mountains and it's a little colder. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I just... I thought it was so beautiful that they had that at their own luxury, you know, like. Oh, so you was a real life tourist. You was real like, real. I was in it. I was living. I mean, I was in Clayton, you know, yeah. on the military base, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, with the English speakers. <laughs> but, did you, you go know, into the city at all? I did go into the city a couple <laughs> of times. Um, one of my friends, my homeboys, that's like really dear to my heart now, um, mm. he took me to the beach one day. Nice, yeah. Like, I wasn't even really to really vacay, but mm. that's not what that trip was for. Absolutely, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? It was for me to grow professionally. But now that you, you know, know I mean? it, you know, you can go back and do your thing. And I'm going to go to San Blas. Hey. I'm going to go, you know, San I'm going to speak my Spanish. You know what I mean? You hear me? <laughs> when I go, when I go next year, I, I think I was trying to go again at the end of this year, but I don't know what I'm going to make it. But San Blas is definitely where I want to go. Man. Next around, man, for sure. And I I'm got some there. waist beads. Actually, hey. it wasn't a waist bead. At first. It was I got a waist bead. bead. But I turned it into a waist bead. You know what I'm saying? Around that waist, ladies. Y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> All the, all the girls we okay. have with them little waist beads. It's on the little body chain. Little waist beads. Y'all like yeah. them? I mean, they're just kind of sexy, man. They I mean, are sexy, yeah, though. They're sexy, man. I'll be looking in the mirror like, ooh, my ass looks fat. <laughs> That's dope. That's dope. That's yeah. dope. I'm, I'm definitely glad you had a good time. About you, I did. <laughs> Yeah, some fools, man. It all comes back to who's wearing it. That's, mm-hmm. that's, 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 let's keep it real. Let's see, <laughs> let's see if Michelle Obama got him on for hey, Obama. That's, hey, that's, 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 that's for that's for another episode. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you this. So early <laughs> earlier we talked about um DC. So talk to me about the DC music scene. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking about like local artists that you might like, talking mm-hmm. about local artists that you might not like. You know what I mean? Talking about in general. Nah, don't yeah, well, yeah. Um, I, Who's I mean, representing D.C. the way that you wanted to be represented? That's the question that I have for you. I mean, there's 
so many. Um, there's a lot of people I don't know about that she probably gonna say. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's there's many uh, DC artists. I mean, of course we have Raheem Devon. You know, Wale. There's some like more underground artists that I follow, like Yusha Assad, who's an MC. Um, the Unk, who's a really good friend of mm-hmm. mine. Um, the Mixtress, um, Isan. Uh, Caroline Malik. No, no. Where, where do you meet the? Do you, have you met these people at like open mic events or, or yeah, different performances and um, stuff like that? There's just been different. I mean, there is a huge underground um community here, you know. And and honestly, I'm not as immersed in it as I would like to be. I'm a little um on the outskirts of it, I guess you can say. But I like watch them like from afar and support them there's boom boom scat which is a a wonderful do um duo uh two young ladies a drummer and a singer and also the drummer sings as well or you know um raps as well but they are amazing um we have so much talent here and a lot of people that are actually on tour with some of these like well-known artists like beyonce and lady gaga and like a lot of other people are like musicians from dc so like we have a lot of very seasoned musicians here and i think like i said i went to duke ellington like duke ellington is like the premier i mean he is the person that really set that up for us in as dc u street which is not what it looks like right. anymore, but that was the black chocolate city that we know. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it looks totally different now, man. It's so I was on, I was on U Street. You be out, you be tell me how you be out. Bro, U Street, when I bro. first, not no more. When I was younger, when I was younger, yeah, but now I don't even go out there no more. But I was out there a couple weekends ago when the when the warm weather first broke, mm-hmm. bro. It was so many uh, colonizers of running the streets, man. I was like, man, U Street don't look the same anymore. It but don't. growing up, you know what I'm saying? Growing up, we knew DC for go go. You know what I'm saying? Like, my favorite brand, band is New Impressions. <laughs> like, that's what we know. But, you know, like, because rap wasn't that big in D.C. Yeah. But now, there's a lot of young D.C. rappers. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I can't even name all the names. But I know, like, I mean, it's like, you got, like, Shy. You know, mm-hmm. you got Wale, of course. You got, like, like Cuda, uh, what's Cuda the full name? Fool. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's a bunch of young D.C. rappers. And I think it's cool. The only thing that I don't like about D.C. rappers that I've been noticing is that we just haven't DC rappers just haven't found a sound yet yeah. like I feel like a lot of DC rappers try to sound like Chicago or they try mm. to sound like New York or Miami like yeah. we just haven't found that sound the just originality because, isn't yeah there. just yeah. because yeah. we, we go go you know what I'm saying heavy percussions and call and response that's really yeah. what go go is so I think now that Unfortunately, Go Go was like dying, and it, mm-hmm. it hurts to say that. But oh, for like, real, man, Go Go's dying, <laughs> bro. Like growing up, you know what I'm saying? Niggas used to go to Go Go all the time. Ain't no real Go Go's no more. Mm-hmm. All of them got shut down. And yeah, bring it back, man. But uh, I think it's also just, and me and my my artistic friends, we talk about it a lot. There's just like not a huge infrastructure here, so I think that a lot of people don't really remember us as a certain sound. Right. You know, like. You know, Go-Go, you know, we had Chuck who kind of originated that sound. Mm -hmm. But, like, since he passed away, I mean, which wasn't that long ago, but, like, it never really got out of D.C., you know? At all. We heard it a little bit in, like, Amory and, like, Jill Scott. But even those producers of that was, what's what's his name? Dark, whatever. But he was he's from D.C. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Go-Go is just a D.C. thing. It's a D.C. thing. And it's hard to keep something alive when it's just here. So, like, as those people start to die off... 
You know what I mean? If they don't, <laughs> if they don't do a good job in, in kind of passing off that torch, yeah. we ain't got nobody. But left. we're not like, I mean, this is Chocolate City. Like, we're not really into, we're into authentic, like organic. You know, we're not really into the marketing thing. But I think that's what makes it so special here in DC. You know, like it is our sound. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's what's beautiful about it. But I feel like I wish, I hope for a bigger infrastructure. Like how kind of like how Atlanta kind of came out of. Out of something, you know what I'm saying? With all the Atlanta MCs and the singers that were came out coming out of there, and you have New York, you have LA, you have Chicago. I just feel like that's what DC is like kind of waiting for. Um, but I, I do believe and I have hope that it will happen because there's so many creative people here. Like, I, I, I think one of the biggest things that DC is missing is just simply just embracing each other. If DC true. artists were just a band together, very true. Like how Atlanta does, or like very true. even old like New York probably not as much now, but like nineties New York artists, like they band together. Like you could go on Nori's yeah. album or J album or Big Album, like you would see like a list of New York features. And it, they actually, it was it was all about competition. Like you know what I mean? It, it was it yeah. was but and it was competition, but it was also friendly competition. Yeah, like yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna knock your head off on this track, but guess what? We're on the same track together. Yeah. DCR is just not that way because I just feel like it's just so much hate in the city. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel like once we decide to let go of that shit and artists start working together, yeah. man, DC could go, man. DC yeah. could go. And I kind I can kinda agree agree to that being a Washingtonian, but also I have kind of seen that a couple of, like there's not as much, sometimes not as much support. There's not as much support. Um as it could be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like we all like it's like we we support each other from afar. Yeah, and yeah. and I'm and I'm guilty of this as well. Um, but I think it's it's because it has been kind of like a culture, like, you know, you're everybody's fending for themselves, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I think we all come together. Cause I even realize that even in events that are being um put together in DC, you know, like it's kind of like the same event. <laughs> right. Okay. But nobody really coming together as like a huge entity to really make it just right. about everybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's put all of us on at the same time. I mean, and I hate to speak on Broccoli City, but I'm going to speak on you, it. Listen, I was about to yeah, go on that next. I'm going mm-hmm. to speak on it because mm-hmm. when I first, when it first was established, there was a stage for local artists. I don't see that anymore. Nope. Damn. And for me, it's just like, they that's like the grits, whole grits and biscuits up in there now, yeah, right? yeah. Like it's like that's the whole. That's what made me know who was in the city doing right. what they're doing. Like I would go there for that that stage for the local artists. Like of course you got the main artists, but at the same time it was that's what made it so beautiful. Is like, did y'all go this year to the? I Broadway didn't, show? but uh, I actually um, engineered another podcast, and they did an episode last uh, a couple weeks ago called um, Bro- what was it like Brock? Bullshit, bullshit fest or something like that. Mm. But basically, the same thing Damn. they were talking about. How you know, it was like that originally. Damn. It was like it was like bullshit fest or something like that. Damn, but dog. one thing that they talked about was the fact that they didn't really highlight local artists like they used to. But I had to remind them. I was like, look, let's keep on hunting. They're not from DC. The founders aren't even from DC. You know what I mean? So, yes, they came here and they used the space and, you know, they had, you know, D.C. influence and they highlight yeah. D.C. artists, but they're not from D.C. Let's keep well, it even more 100. They had to sell out RFK. Well, <laughs> just let's even dial it back. One thing that I noticed about this area, and, and we can attest to this because of the things that we do, we're faster to support somebody else from, from another city than the folks right here. Yo, DC, we're, we're faster to, like, people here, which is wild because D.C., like... 
the community, every the, the passion you hear for people who are from DC when they talk about DC, like when Ivory talks about DC, is so strong, right? Mm-hmm. Man, when it comes to this paper though, people will turn on you real quick. It, 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 I mean, we say it all the time. You know, we, we had a couple events. I mean, we spoke about it, even in our. You know, when we talked about do say for days, man, mm-hmm. it's just it, it's weird how it happens because you just start picking up on things and it's like. Well, bro, like we're we're here to try to build the community, and it's not even just like oh we're trying to throw a party. It's like now nah, we're trying to bring people together. Just like you said, we have we have all these uh, creatives in the city. Yo, we had a lot of people at our at our last event, mm-hmm. you know, and just just being in that environment and networking with people and this that and the third, like it's a beautiful thing. So when you know when we hear these things about like Bradley City and all these things, man, it's like, well, I get what you gotta do, but is the money really? That like, can't you just continue to do what you do? Why not just stick to to your guns? You just gotta lock them out. I think that's just what it is. If you're not from DC, you just like you gotta that's say wild. fuck it. You gotta say fuck it. That's why I'm not gonna support your event. I'm only supporting local. I saw you post yeah. earlier about the Washington article, and and I oh I didn't get to God. read the article, but I did want to highlight. Let us I know. To highlight talk, that. Can you talk a little bit about that? I what mean, they, so pretty much about? they put out a campaign talking about. Um, native Washingtonians and people that live here from all over the city. Okay. But I mean, it did not really represent what DC has been known for because at the point it was 95% black. Mm. Where are your black people at in your campaign? Now they came back and said that this was a part of a bigger campaign. Man, you you know what's up. But my whole thing is you had the whole situation with um Kendall Jenner with the whole like was it Pepsi or Coca-Cola? Pepsi Pepsi. Pepsi campaign with the whole police brutality thing and trying to say it's just as easy as drinking a Coke where we can just lay things to rest. It's not like We are DC. Man, you know what's so? First of all, the slaves build black, the, the damn downtown DC. So let's talk about that. Talk to them. And then on top of that, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You are the only reason why you have the Washingtonian is because you're in Washington, DC, mm. which was at one point predominantly not 95% black. I also do, I used to subscribe to that um, magazine. I know people that work there. You know when you had these campaigns before you put them together, what the art- artistic direction is going to be. Right. All the issues we've had in publications, first of all, which is a dying, a dying art. Mm-hmm. Okay, these magazines. You want to be on your best, the best, the best that you can be, like the best potentially. Side that you can, potentially. But it's it's like clickbait, right? This is what you were saying earlier, man. If you throw out a crazy story like this, now we got people talking about it. Now you got you got emotions on both sides. Yeah. You 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 generate that debate. You generate yeah. that argument. It's like the Kanye thing. Yeah. But we're not even gonna speak <laughs> nah, on that. That's... We're not gonna speak on that. Cause I don't wanna keep putting Kanye's <laughs> name out there in the universe. But my whole thing about it is the biggest comment and the biggest slogan that's been going around is like DC, like the people from here are not here anymore. And mm. we are. We are still here. You're just not promoted. You're not promoting us. Yeah. Like, we don't know. Like, and I put it on my post today, Noma. We don't know Noma as Noma. That? Do y'all know what that is? That's first quarter. Okay, that was New York Avenue Station. Yeah, that area yeah. was where the prostitutes and yep. Gallaudet debt stand. Yep, they used you to feel run me? down on the deaf niggas. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So my whole thing is, it's beautiful to have Union Market there to bring some a sense of of something new for like us. Growing right? up, we used to go to that joint to get the oxtails. We used to go over there to, to the meat because that was the meat market. Exactly. 
Exactly. So I mean, yeah. really, be about what it really is about. You know what I'm saying? And I and I I always I always support progression, but it needs to be inclusive. Right. That, that's you know what I was about saying? to ask you. And don't so. sit here and act like black people are not here. Yeah. Because we should have been represented in that campaign, and I ain't see one black face. You're not gonna give me no mix. You're not gonna give me none of that. I don't. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Um, we are, you know what I'm saying, it's white, black, whatever it is, but you're not going to even include a black African-American face in your campaign and it's here in my city? As well, man. Yeah, I saw the comments. I mean, the comments were going crazy and I just haven't gotten a chance to, to turn around and look at it, but I already know I'm going to share the same exact sentiment. You know what I mean? I, I just feel like this city is such a transient city and it's so easy for people that are not from here to ignore the people that are truly from here because most black people in the city live in specific pockets. Mm -hmm. We can see the capital, but as we get closer to the capital, it kind of changes a little bit. You know what I'm saying? We we know Florida Avenue, but as we kind of work over yeah. and cross over to you, all of a sudden now, U Street look a little different. But Georgia Avenue with, look a little different. You it's know with I mean? all of this. Do your history. So, Let's yeah. talk about Georgetown. Let's talk Just about. Used to be the big, the blackest neighborhood ever. Hello, now you turn around, hello, yeah. and and ask them the people from Georgetown. What that Georgetown was built on top of what cemetery? I can't remember the name. What cemetery? Because it, it held black bodies. What's the cemetery right here off Bennett Road? Um, Woodlawn. Yeah. Woodlawn is yeah. like a historic black cemetery. Come on too. now. Yeah. You know, you're not even from this area. I'm from Are you from the area? <laughs> Absolutely. I grew up in DC. I grew up in Virginia. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, Virginia. You, I mean, yeah, my bad. Yeah. You know no, no shade, no shade. <laughs> <laughs> no shade, no shade. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. No. Let's pour that back. I've been crossing this bridge my whole life. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm no. saying? When I was younger, you used to run through the DC jumps. But anyway, go ahead. No, nah, at the end of the day, man, like I said, man, at the beginning, man, yeah. you just you attract the energy you give off. Yeah. And that's yeah. exactly what they trying to do. You you know the schemes. I mean, yeah. I hear I didn't even know anything about the campaign until you you said mm -hmm. something and uh Geisha said something before the show, and I was like, damn, for real? Man, DC, what do what do they want? It's the same exact thing they did in Baltimore. I mean, the whole Canton area, yeah. the same whole like thing. Locust Point. Man, Under Armour bought damn near <laughs> half the area yeah. and <laughs> like like straight up just moved people out and and built million dollar homes and stuff like that. And I'm like, damn. And it's slowly. I mean, my parents still live in Baltimore. It's slowly getting to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can you can see it block by block. I mean, even the areas around Johns Hopkins now, literally like you could walk two, three blocks down the street is a hood. Yeah. But the area around Johns Hopkins that's owned by them, man, they swept that whole area. And, and I feel like there's like swept a delicate it, balance, right? Because we do know if you're if you're a black owner in the city, gentrification yeah. does kind of help you, right? Because yeah, your you, property value you does shoot up. Yeah. But it's at, at what cost and exactly. how fast. You know what I mean? Are we just are we just Allow white people to come into the neighborhoods and setting the prices at just only they can afford. Are exactly. we are we creating some sort of balance? You know what I mean. And also too, as white people or not even just say white people, now foreign DC people come to the city. What are we doing to make sure that they understand the culture here? What That's are we doing true. to make sure that they they also are 
embracing the culture? Right. No. Are we just wiping it clean? Like, what are we doing? Yeah, and I and I, and I agree with you on that. I feel like we need to be a little bit more progressive when it comes down to educating the people that are from here. Like, you putting these signs up on H Street and U Street is just not enough to yeah. tell the history of what these meccas used to mean to us. You know, we have Leedroy Park, Park, Howard University, U Street, H Street. Yeah. I mean, I have grandparents and and ancestors that have grown up on these streets. You know what I mean? And it is up to us to educate people. I do believe that. Um, but I also think it's it's it is another thing for us to look at is the fact the the lack of financial literacy that we are um upholding as well. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of us are losing homes to, to tax. I've been to tricked, ta- been tricked out There's of their homes. There's a lot of situation. Exactly. There's a lot that's going on. And I think those are some of the core issues that we're having as well. We don't own anything. I mean, prime example is even Berry Farms closing down, right? Yeah, so that's, that's a huge community. And they're building that's a new stadium. Real estate. Yes, prime sir. Real estate. Alabama Avenue, that whole bring- Congress Heights area. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. They're bringing um, what a busboys and poets over there, Starbucks, probably. They're gonna bring over um what's that that um what's that grocery store that they have oh, right Whole now? Foods. Whole Foods yeah, or whatever or Harris. Them One of yeah. them are coming over there, you know what I'm saying? Well, even just to piggyback off that, you know the the Starbucks on A Street. I was just there. Just look just look <laughs> around that little just look around that area. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they I, I believe I read a stat, don't quote me, but it says something like when they open up uh, a Starbucks, the property value around, I think it's like within like a half a mile around a Starbucks raises at like three point some odd time, like times the national average like growth rate. So basically, wherever there's a Starbucks coming, might as well just buy some property because the yeah. property value is just going to shoot up because exactly. it brings on a bunch of other things. I always joke with, with my girl. I'm like, yo, wherever there's a Bazudo, what's a Bazudo apartments? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You already know. I used to live w- in one. And wherever there's a Bazudo yeah. apartments, man, listen, you you in the middle of gentrification because yeah. nah, big fat, that's yeah. just, it is what it is. They got Catholic, the, Catholic University yeah. area. They got a yeah. yeah. Rhode Island They got area. one by Anacostia. Brent, Brent, they got Brent, a yeah. Anacostia. Yeah. yeah. All of they, it. They're putting a Bazudo on top of the Congress High Station. That's crazy. You know what I mean? So what the people that live right around it, what how are they gonna compete with that? But at the same time, this is what needs what needs to influence us is knowing how to invest. And like, and I know it's harder for us, you know, like getting loans and all of that kind of stuff. But like, and I ain't gonna speak on it too much, even on this podcast, because I don't feel like we need to be talking about everything that we we're gonna plan to do. But we really need to speak more about financial literacy Absolutely. because it's really it, we are the top consumers, you know what I'm saying, in a lot of many markets. Absolutely. So we we really need to start talking about having these conversations because a lot of us, of course, are going to have to come together and live together after this happens. I mean, it's already happening. Mm-hmm. But Big you have facts. a lot of them, a lot of, and I hate to make this a black and white thing, but a lot of white couples and things. I have white friends that they live together in the house. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, they, they be stacking so bodies. Exactly, yeah, these yeah, young yeah. millennials as well. I mean, in, in the climate of the president's that we're in right now, we don't really know what direction we're about to go in. And I hope, I mean, God forbid, <laughs> that it does get more to a classism thing because that's what it's really always been yeah. than a race thing. You know what I'm saying? Even though racism has not gone anywhere. But like, 
young black professionals are going through the same stuff I, that some of us are. They just a little bit more entitled. I, I always say this, that when, when poor white people realize that they ain't no different than poor black people, we'll come together and finally have strength in numbers. You know what I mean? I saw a picture on, um, on, on Twitter the other day, not to keep even keep harping on gentrification, mm-hmm. but it says something like, when Trinidad ain't Trinidad no more, and it was like a bunch of white <laughs> people like, getting together. like They was like out on like the blocks like walking their dogs. I'm like, dog, like not that long ago <laughs> that was just a no-no like right. you you gonna get ran up out of there you know what i mean and you know it it's it's interesting to see you know there's always a good and there's, there's a bad but um and, and, and just you guys to think about like at what cost are we losing our culture you know what i mean so but anyway let's uh let's get back into the music man so what do you what are your future projects what do you got coming up next so um right now i'm just really working on just writing being patient um and really figuring out the direction that I want to take um, in my art. Uh, like I said before, I have a voice, you know, and I and I want to be able to to build a platform for myself to speak on uh, on subjects that are going to help the masses. You know what I'm saying? Um, spe- and specifically within my community. So I mean, that's really what I'm working towards. Is trying to build a program that's going to help first within our young, our youth. Because they are the future. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I was teaching for a little while in school and I didn't enjoy it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because, you know, for me, I just felt like it wasn't really a thing where the administration is really being supported by the higher ups, you know. And I think that there needs to be some type of change implemented. But I feel like that's something that on the platform of being an artist, something that I can do. You know okay. what I mean? So I'm um, taking this summer to really build a program to um, promote, uh, propose to some of the schools to help um, enrich, enrich our youth's um, education on the artistic side. And then I'm also working on my um, LP hey. that I hope to put out in August. And mm. I have some singles coming out for the summer, just the vibe hey. to, okay. um, of just experiences through relationships I've had and just like loving on yourself and and being um literally yes literally um <laughs> loving on yourself you know what i'm saying you don't need nobody y'all y'all don't need nobody just love on you <laughs> um so just um just putting those things out i have some goals for myself um there's some you know chapters of of uh grammy chapter i want to be a part of in dc nice. and um you know i do want to you know, win a Grammy one day. Uh, you will. Yeah, yeah. Speaking into existence, Thank man. You. And exactly, and that's what it's really all about. It's not really about just having a Grammy. It's just really about seeing how far far my mind can take me. You know what I'm saying? Because we all have it in us to be the greatest that we can be. And I'm learning that as I've matured in myself and in, in my profession. Um, it's not easy being an artist. I'm not going last, no bad. <laughs> It is not easy being an artist, but you really have to find out what it is, the, your journey. What do, what do you want it? What do you want to manifest? What do you want to say to people? You know what I'm saying? And and um, so I'm working on music. I'm writing. I want to be working with some of the better better um, producers and writers um, that I know. And that's the beautiful thing about social media. There are some people that I've been keeping my eye on, and 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 I'm challenging myself just to send out an email and be like, hey, can I work with you? Yeah. Can you write hit, me a song? Hit them DMs. Hey, listen, man, we can yeah. attest to that. But a lot of things that yeah. we've done, we just shot just shot. I shot in a DM and, it, and sometimes it works sometimes it don't this, this yes. man Geechee will be like yo <laughs> hey yo truth man yo 
send a DM to this person. I'm like, bro, this is going to look so weird. You do it. They and, hit us and back. And they, they reply back. And yeah. they pull up. The power social media is real. If somebody yeah, see man. how serious you are about what you're doing and that you're working, and I'm realizing that too, even in just the likes that I get, right? Yeah. I be seeing some of the people liking it. You be, and I be, you be like, looking at the, yo, I look at all I the likes, hard as shit. Was, I exactly. didn't even know that they're rooting for me. Exactly. So people, a lot of people are rooting for me from a far away. And a lot of people can't help you until you help yourself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So like, that's another testament of of mine that I'm learning. It's just like, you know, I was asking for a lot of like mentorship or help. But mm-hmm. a lot of people want to see how much you're going to do for yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're not doing nothing for yourself, ain't, can't, I can't support you. Because you got to want it more than I want it for you. You know what I'm saying? So I've learned a lot of that. I've seen, like I said, I see the people that's watching me and I'm like, okay, I see you, boo. <laughs> yeah, and nah, I'm going to prove you right, boo. Right. I know you rooting for nah, me, you know, a- and that day going to come, they're going to DM me and be like, I got you. Right. What you need. Right. No, that's you know? a fact, man. You yeah. gotta sometimes you gotta show the people that you're willing to invest in yourself. Yeah. You gotta invest in yourself. You know, yep. one of the great things one of my mentors told me was that. You know, a lot of people always look for inspiration, look for a mentor, look for somebody to bring them up. And they get mad or upset when they don't find that. Mm-hmm. Right. And and they look at it as like a negative thing. But in reality, you could turn it and easily look at it as like a positive thing. Right. If there's no one there to lead you, that means you're leading your own path. You're, you're following down a path that's untrodden. So it's like you are now a leader. You are now a mentor to other people who don't have that opportunity, right. who haven't taken that risk. So it, it's just a good way to, I guess, reinforce that confidence and that belief in yourself. So yeah. now that's really cool that you, you're doing that. But I just wanted to ke- uh, keep you from fronting. It is about getting a Grammy. You got to get two. I was about to say, you, you got to get, get two of them and let me drink out of one. Did that do so? I do hope to get one one of these me and Cardi B we sitting up together after we finish our song together what's good Cardi I was surprised what's your what's your favorite song off her joint um I like Beckinhead I mean I know it's on but you know that's my joint that joint go man what's the other one she just did on um SNL the one about I guess um it wasn't be careful right I like that one. Oh, that's the one she's singing. That is yeah, my like, joint. I like the words. I'm not, I don't like the execution, but the, the lyrics are. I like the execution. I think okay. she is. All I need is big and head at the party, bro. Yeah, big and head go. Big and head at the party. Big and head at the party. Yeah, yeah. Not your daddy yet. I do like the one that she has with, um, what's the singer? Uh, uh, Kaylon, Kaylani. Kaylani, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Kaylani's dope, man. Yeah, yeah that's dope, not man. giant. Okay, okay. So now, just real quick, real quick. Who are some of your new favorite R and B singers? Um, like nobody old, new folks. I really like. Actually, I like um, Tiana Taylor. Okay. I think she is so dope. I, I like Tiana Taylor yes. too. She's very um, underrated. Janae Monet. Um, J- mm. I like all her pictures. Janae Monet. Yeah. Um. Of course, Beyonce, but I think she her Coachella, she her Coachella performance really made me love her more because at, at at a point in my time, I really wasn't 
her favorite fan. Mm-hmm. I'm not uh I'm not a what's that a bee stand or a uh, fan a beehive, fan. Beehive. Yeah, I'm not in the beehive. Yeah. I'm not in the beehive. But I really like but, her so much. But now you're in the beehive. Um I'm not in the beehive, still not in the beehive. Uh, I don't believe in that cultist shit. Like, <laughs> like, if I like you, I like you. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not joining no, no. damn gangs and shit. I ain't bleeding for your ass. Right, 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 right. I only do that for my Lord and Savior. Um but uh I also uh, there's a couple yeah. of people like Jesse J. Okay. I love her. Like the girl can mm-hmm. sing. Um there's um Emily Sandy, I really like. Um what is her name? Leona Lahavis. Oh, she's dope. Um I was, she lost me her. when she did the All Lives Matter shit, but that was cool. A couple it was a couple years ago. She did some Instagram foolishness. I was stupid, but she's a great singer. The UK low key has a lot of great singers coming out the UK, man. <laughs> oh, you ain't what know. What you mean she did it all last matter? After, after, you know she's she's like half white, half black. So. Oh well, I'm throwing her in the trash. No, I'm kidding. I'm gotta, just playing. Yeah, just, I'm just, just playing. When, when you get a chance, when after this episode, just Google her and like the stunt that she pulled on Twitter a couple a little bit ago. I don't think people understand that. Because we say Black Lives Matter, that it's like it excludes everybody. It's not that. It's just bringing, you know, what I'm saying awareness it's, to it's our like, bodies. No, nigga, I matter. <laughs> just like we matter. It's I will not- say because she's not from the U.S. Like you kind of, she might not understand like the racial disparities here. But yeah, it's still was some bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. give a fuck. Yeah, still, but UK has know. a lot of great artists. Um, yeah, and another Yo. inspiration if we want to speak on some shows is their white people. I freaking love that show. Logan Brown I'm halfway Logan through. Halfway through. Logan is my guy. That's a Kelly. That's a Kelly Rowland looking joint. Nah, no, that's Lo- the main character. Oh, Sam. Uh-huh. Samantha. Okay. Yeah. The little. Yeah. Oh, she's the, cute. The, I like the, the um, joint from Hit the Floor. What's the joint? I like Coco. Is that the the one that looked like Kelly Rowland? Cause she cute. Oh, you talking about the Afrocentric one? Yeah, the one that was just dating the hotel dude that that broke. She broke up with him on the sh- on the season. Man, he giving away all the. Wait, hold on. Her, her okay. co-host. They her need co-host. To watch it. <laughs> yeah, watch right. It. Yeah, you, just, you we just been out, It's been out for two weeks now. Yeah, <laughs> like, the, um, the co- her co-host, Sam's co-host on the actual. That's my girl. I love her. She's mad pretty. Who likes Reggie? Yes, she's real cute. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, like her. Reggie too. Silky rich. <laughs> I just made a post about you on my Instagram. I saw that. So Actually, I, I did literally it. just saw that. On and I Instagram. hope Bay don't get mad with me, but that's okay because if you don't act like boo, I'm going to be knocking at your door even if you have a girlfriend. Okay. Wildin'. I know that's wrong. That is funny. That is you funny. famous. You deserve two girls. It's like, no. <laughs> Yeah, one of my friends said she knew you, boo. So, um, anyway. Yeah. So you got. So I know you said you have something coming up on the third. If you have a performance on third. Yeah. So I have a performance at Old Town Inn in Largo, which is not actually far from where we're uh, taping this here uh, podcast. Um, but um, I'm just going to be doing some covers of some R&B um, songs and also trying out a couple of orig- originals that I'm working on um, for my up- upcoming uh, project that's probably going to come out in August. That is the plan. Not probably. Um, it out. will come out this August. Thank you so much for correcting my say, lingo. Man, yeah, you gotta, yes. Got to speak it yes. into existence. Yeah, set that date. Um, exactly, for a deadline. Um, but I'm really excited. It's been a year since I've actually really 
performed, performed. And uh, like, again, we're getting back to the mental health um, awareness month. Uh, I just had to take care of my health. And I think it's important. Um, I had posted something actually, and Maxwell actually liked it. But I was saying that that I think it's important for artists because I really respect him and I respect Sade and a couple of other artists that really take that time to like take Mm -hmm. care of themselves before they put new music out. Because we are people, you know what I'm saying? We go through things, death. Oh, for real? You know, you're, birth, you're family. Huh? You're a person? I am um, <laughs> I am somewhat of a person. So no, but yes, no, I am a person. And, um, you know, we have real feelings. And I think it's important for us to all take that time to really take a, care of our mental health. Because this life, is a, yeah. as an artist, is not easy. It's tough. It's tough. Now I got a quick question for you. Mm-hmm. Is it better to sing in the shower or in front of a mirror? Mm. Which one mm. do you like more? Cause I Wait. sound I sound dope in the shower. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. I be hitting all the notes. I like to Them be acoustics. real with myself, so I like to be in the mirror. But that's also because I like to just like look at myself <laughs> naked. You know she like to sing in the mirror after the shower. Yeah. <laughs> it's those a combination of the two. You see that old water just dripping off your body, and you be thinking it's sweat because it's hot as shit in the mirror, and then the Came hot ass like you know dripping like dress. What, uh, what girls be saying? I like the air dry. <laughs> I do like the air dry. <laughs> see? Mm-hmm. I'm hip, I'm hip, I'm I hip, like I'm to hip. air dry. That's natural. Right, you right, know? Right, right, right. So <laughs> yeah, I would say <laughs> in the mirror is better than in the shower because the shower is a lie. Okay. And I'm not into liars or lies. Yeah. Okay. So look, this is what we decided to do. We know you in the R&B. You be singing about relationships. You be singing about emotions. <laughs> we got, how many questions we got? At least four. We got four. We got four questions. We need you. Don't think, just answer. We okay. need Complete honesty. I'll, I'll start with the easy one first. Start with the easy okay, one. let's go. All right. How often do you approach a man first? Uh, very often. For real? Mm-hmm. What's your what's like? I was how do you do I was taken approach? back from that. Like, I, was, I, know, I, was, I, was, I was like, what? <laughs> Word? Because um, DC is a it's a whole other ball game. I've heard that, and a lot of men have told me that. But see, I'm a woman, so I don't. You know, oh, I've only mm-hmm. and I only judge things for myself. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if I'm attracted to somebody and they don't come at me, I don't expect like there's shy men. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. So you, and it doesn't mean that you're less than a man because I hear a lot of women say that too sometimes. Like, okay. mm-hmm. oh, if you don't approach me, I mean he ain't want me. But it's, that's not necessarily true. Some people are just very shy. So sometimes you got to fill people out. So if I'm attracted to you. Mm-hmm. I'ma say hey. <laughs> how you doing? So, so you said Bay earlier, right? Yeah. All right. So, so how did you approach, or did did Bay approach you? Bay approached me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you have any smooth pickup lines? What would he say to you? I was walking down the street, <laughs> and he said, "Hey, red can dress, I red walk dress." With you? <laughs> and I said, "Hey." <laughs> You can follow me over there to my house. Then you let the nigga follow to your crib? Yeah, on the steps though, not oh, in my house. Oh. And he was real sweet, you know what I'm saying? All right, so, you know, next question. I, I know you said earlier, if I'm not mistaken, you wrote a song called Banging the Traffic Light? Oh, no, it's called Traffic Light, not Banging. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Traffic Light. And it was about a past relationship yes. or your experience in that mm-hmm. past relationship. So, after a breakup, is it better to cut ties with your ex or to stay friends? Uh, stay friends. 
Damn. Stay friends. Stay friends with the ex? I'm son, always son, I she, stay friends with all my exes. Why? Son, Why not? Son, she she she's well, the complete opposite. I know. You just told me. You said so you friends with all your exes. Like did, well, y'all y'all probably didn't end on nothing crazy, right? Like most of you would I would so imagine. So here's the way I look at, at things. Like if an ex is in your life, like you taught me something about myself, right? Mm-hmm. So for whoever else comes in my life, I'm able to evaluate that based off of what we've gone through. You know what I'm saying? So I don't need to cut off ties with you. You're my friend. You know what I'm saying? Like we we were in each other's life for a reason. You know, like you helped me to grow in some aspect of my life. Now, if it's toxic, which I've never had anything that okay. was like, okay. there was, well, there was one relationship that was pretty toxic and it took some time for me to stay away from him. But as we mature, we're able mm-hmm. to coexist. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because you're not the same person and I'm I'm always looking for the, the best in a, a person. You know yeah. what I'm saying? If it's four years that go past and I see you and we can be we can coexist and be friends, right. then I'm cool with that. Like, so how often? Like, would you? How often do you talk to exes? Like, it's not. Is it every day? Like once a week? Like, oh, no, it's not every okay, day. Okay, right, 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 no, right. It's every couple of months. Okay, every... so yeah, that's a little different now. Yeah, okay. Yeah. What I'm thinking, I'm like, you know, talking. If a girl was to talk to like, if you talk to the ex like every day, I feel like. That you still have a relationship of some sort. But I, I mean, used to that... talk to an ex every day, and we didn't have no type of relationship. Hmm. He would actually ask me like things that he was going through with a certain mm, individual. Uh, he would ask me and be like, "Yo, you. like I, you know, I need your advice about something." You know what I'm saying? But again, that that comes with maturity. Like you got to be mature enough about okay. it to be able to draw the line between yeah. friendship. Yeah, and, yeah I'm not yeah. really. This is the way I look at life. I'm not about to hold grudges against you. I'm not about to judge you. I know who you are. Mm. So, like, I can, and I know that's why you're coming to me about something, because you know I know you. So, it's like, how can I deal with this? Like, look, I'm going to be honest with you. You already know how you are. Right. So, you may want to step off from that. And it helps that you and your, all and your exes. And he probably know I'm talking to him right now. <laughs> and it probably helps that you and your exes all broke off, like, in a in some sort of, like, mutual yeah. way. It wasn't yeah, like it wasn't of, nothing yeah. that was just like, I fucking hate you, right, nigga. Right, right, right. <laughs> nigga. <laughs> yeah, I was about okay. to say, yeah, I put the A on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's the next No, well, well, I was going to comment on that. The crazy thing is, is your explanation for that is actually what a lot of people use to say why they don't have a relationship with their ex afterwards. Mm-hmm. Because they're like, oh, well, I've already learned what I need to learn from you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people always say to me, uh, people are in your life for seasons. But I still feel like that's a sense of holding a grudge. Yeah, hey, it, it, you know it, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, why am I gonna hold a grudge against you? Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, you may be with somebody now, and I know you probably treating them the same way you probably treated me, but that ain't got mm-hmm. nothing to do with me. No, that's true. That's true. You know true. what I'm saying? Yeah. And if I can help you to grow because I know what we've been through, then I'm gonna do that. Why not? You're my friend. That, yeah, I ain't gonna hold you. I ain't friends with my ex, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just get, get, get tired of keeping pushing. All right, so question, question, we got two more questions. We got two more questions. Okay. All right, what are signs your partner is being unfaithful? Um, I think distance. Mm. Uh, and I'm really big. I have an intuition thing, a little spiritual. Mm-hmm. Touch. I can tell when somebody's cheating on me. I've been able to tell if somebody's cheating on me by the way they touch me. Really? Mm-hmm. And I'm always right. All right. What happened? So I need to hear the story. That's big facts. Um, everybody consoles a person differently, right? Depending on who you are, right? Mm-hmm. If you're not consistent, 
with the way that you touch my arm or kiss me or if you don't do it for a certain while when you used to do it a certain way, a certain way. I can I can tell by that that there's some kind of disconnect happening. Some some off energy. Yeah. Ah, mm-hmm. interesting. And it's and I have never been wrong since I've been in relationships and, and this, or this, been with somebody. And this is all the stuff you put into your music, huh? Yep. No, you know, you know, I I, I completely agree with that though, because mm-hmm. the sense of touch to me is is probably your most. Um, sensitive feeling, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. So it's it's crazy when you you can't fake you can't fake that exchange of energy. You cannot fake that. So right. So as you get closer to people, and you know you you hold their hand or you hug them, you, you feel that difference. You know what I mean? Like you you know when your mom is just hugging you because mm-hmm. you're her son versus when she's hugging you when she, uh, and she's like really proud of you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's like. There's a difference, man. And even as a dude, I'm sure, like, if you're dealing with somebody else, like the way that you hugging or kissing on your Son. man, it's kind of like, damn, I'm just doing it now as a chore. No, nah, really want to be. I just really want to be with other joints. So you're just doing it just to get and it out the way. And y'all are There's the a, main. Y'all the main ones. Big facts. That big you facts. can tell because y'all are not as emotional as women. It's just what yeah. it is, you know. So it's or, like, or dudes, dudes are emotional. We just be hiding that shit. Yeah. For, yeah. For, I agree with that. Yeah, but. But yeah, like like you said, you, you be, it's just I'm doing it just to do it. I'm, I'm here so I don't get fired. The whole time I really want to get fired. You know what I'm mm-hmm. Fire me so I can move on. Yeah. Oh man. That's yeah. Funny. But uh, that's that's definitely real. Like I can tell. Like you pull your face away because you know, like if your girl mad with you, she may pull away or right, don't right, touch right. me right now. You know it's that. Some slight, yeah. So even if it's a thing where it's like y'all not talking about what's really going on, or yeah. like if a person doing something they ain't got nothing to. No business doing. They're going. To, that's going to show up in your body, yeah. some type of way, that's in some kind of way. Nah, nah. I agree. I agree. That's as well. That's interesting. Yeah, with me, I'll be picking up on everything. All right, ready for the last question? Yes. <laughs> you sure? You ready for, ready for this one? Question. Oh, wow, shit. How soon do you stop using the condom in a relationship? Oh my gosh. Um. Never. Go never. Child of God. So, how soon do you stop using a condom in a relationship? Um. Early, when I was younger, I probably didn't understand the significance of that because I was naive. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I've been older, mm, I'm not really big on not using it unless I'm like going to be getting married to you. So Oof. I'm I'm pretty consistent with the condom. Word. You got, yo, you oh, no, nah, I'm consistent, bro. Ain't no... I'm not playing with that. Yeah. Ain't, ain't. And, and if you don't know, DC is probably one of the highest <laughs> rates of HIV. <laughs> so Breezy B is... Ivory Hayes is not playing this game. Ain't no rolling no dice out here, huh? And dis- no. and dispose of the condom accordingly, because because uh, okay. people, yo, okay. people be out. I've heard stories of you know people not disposing of the condom. I know they be disposing it in me. Like I'm finding it two <laughs> days later. Like whoa, wow. It's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but like like nah, seriously though. Like pe- people do some fishy stuff out here. They right. you yeah. know they try to get you on the hook. So yeah, take care of yourself, man. For real. Mm, how about you? You saw asking that. Ask I'm asking that. Hey, 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 so I ain't worn hey, condoms since 2006. Nigga. I'm good. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey yo. Hey, never mind. <laughs> yo, y'all throwing me all the answers. I ain't ready for it tonight, man. Hey, listen, man. This has been a great episode, man. It has. Yo, wow. Well, we gotta get you back going, man. Absolutely. Yes, oh, I'm coming back, baby. 
Yeah, you real comfortable over there. Oh, I'm brother. real comfortable, whatever. You know, you got me this nice red cup or whatever, whatever. <laughs> and I already had like six cups before I got That's up in this bitch. But she texted early. She was like, yeah, I'm, I'm good now to have alcohol. I was like, man, this is easy, man. Just yeah. pull up, just talk. But I'm glad, I'm definitely Somebody glad. Somebody gave me a free came. drink, a nice black woman sister. Oh, really? I said, I'm going to a podcast. She said, what do you do? I said, I'm a singer songwriter. She said, that means that's going to help you with something. Nice. So I'm going to get you a drink. Look at that. I said, thank you, Look black at, sister. Count them blessings, man. I do. But I love black women, bro. Oh, you can't, of course. I was, I was just putting that out there. I you like know. white women, so. <laughs> so I know. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm just man. <laughs> listen, man. Like I said, but thank you. This has been a great episode. I ain't going to hold y'all. I got to take, I got to piss, dog. <laughs> Oh, me too. Holding my pee. I don't I've been holding cut this, this the whole quick. time. This is the second time. God, y'all done t- rap me to death, but this has been a great episode. Avi, I appreciate you What's the vibe, you bro? Can I do the outro, bro? No, no, no. You, I appreciate you, you coming. Thank it's you. It's been a long time overdue. We've finally been able to connect. Thank you so you know much. What I mean? Monique, I know you're going to might be listening to this. <laughs> yes, Ma, don't I, think listen. nothing about the condom thing, because I, I know you're going to say something to me no, about no, no, that. She's going to be proud of you. She's going to be proud of you. Mm-hmm. Um, Listen, I held nah, my she, word. She gonna run them receipts. <laughs> <laughs> Since when? 2011. She was still in high school. Uh, oh, damn. I didn't think about that. All right, we can edit that part out. But look, well, definitely, definitely thanks for coming, man. I appreciate it, man. So... I know, um, you know, I know you had some music that you came out. Yeah. So I figured I would assume you wanted that to be the vibe of the day for the day. Yeah. So go ahead and introduce the song that you want to uh, play. So this song is called Traffic Light. Um, this is about a relationship that I was in that I knew was over. Um, and that's pretty much what it is. And just being able to know when it's time to leave from a toxic situation. So it's called Traffic Light. And um, it's a little catchy, you know, real fun uh, summer vibe. You know what I mean? And, you know, I try to sing or whatever on it. So, yeah. Dope, dope, dope. dope. Traffic light. All right, cool. Thank you. I ain't got nothing for y'all, man. Do safer days coming soon. Hey. And we out. We out. Bye. Pushing with the pipe down low, and I'm ready to go. And I'm ready to go. Just started pushing low.